0: Alrighty, one, two, three,
1: A four, five, six, <sighs> seven, eight, potato, potato.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, we are here in my living room.
1: Uh-huh. Hello, friends.
0: Hello. This is Amanda <laughs> and Amy. Yeah. We are the Beer This podcast, and we're here to talk to you about the Denver beer scene. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Welcome. welcome. Welcome to the first episode.
0: It's pretty wild. This is almost, I think like a year in the making so it's pretty weird to be right here right now but we're stoked to be here and excited to start this journey.
1: Yeah yeah we're excited to talk about all things beer because obviously Colorado is probably one of the the best beer scenes Um, but just even across the country I mean in the world if we want to go that big with it I mean beer is just very interesting and We're going to be chatting about different breweries, different types of beer, history, what's in it in the future. So yeah, Yeah. here we go. (laughs)
0: my name is Amanda. I am a Denver native and I really like beer. One of the things that I like about beer is I really like the creativity of it. I like that there's a science involved to getting the right ratios and the right brewing process, but that you get to be a little creative with the ingredients and kind of try out different flavors and kind of find mixes to make really unique and interesting flavors. We're lucky enough to live here in Denver where there's a lot of variation, lots of craft breweries and lots of good beer to consume.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm Amy and I also grew up in the Denver area. Actually, fun fact, Amanda and I were born on the same day in the same hospital, but didn't know each other until we got to high school. So... Always been a beer fan. I have to say that you know my love of beer started in college with maybe some like you know don't judge me, but like not so nice beers.
0: I think think my first beer was a Keystone Light. Yeah, mine was a PBR. Yeah. So,
1: (laughs) so I've I've upgraded a little bit since then. No shame on on those beers, but I just I love the artistry of beer and how creative you can get with it. It's such an experience to not only drink the beer, but go to these breweries. And they have, you know, just such a cool theme or um, idea. And especially the breweries that give back. I mean, it's such a cool industry. So excited to chat about it more. Definitely.
0: Uh, right now, we are drinking the Tavoli Mountain Squeeze IPA. Um, it is described as a juicy IPA, which is personally one of my favorite types of IPAs. And Tivoli is actually going to feature a little bit in this episode. We're going to kind of talk about the origins of beer and the origins of beer in Colorado. And Tivoli has been around for a very long time. Um, So we'll kind of touch on that a little bit later. But yeah, right now we're giving it a sip. I personally am a big fan. It's Mm -hmm. nice and drinkable, uh, nice and smooth, not too overwhelmingly hoppy like some IPAs
1: can be. But has a nice soft body, medium mouthfeel. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's got a nice squeeze to it. Um, yeah, this is definitely something you could sit outside and just, you know, drink with the sun in your face. So I think this is the perfect way to, you know, ring out the summer as we go into fall, but it's a, it's a good choice. I, we would recommend.
0: Definitely. Speaking of Beers. Amy, what is your favorite kind of beer?
1: Ooh, I really like sours and IPAs. Same. And I know the sour, (laughs) sours are controversial. For sure. (laughs) I feel like they're kind of a love it or hate it sort of thing. And, you know, there's been some really just like rad things with IPAs lately. I mean, they've kind of evolved from just your standard IPA and now we've got. New England IPAs, we've got West Coast, we've got Hazy, we've got... Milkshake. Milkshake, yes, thank you, Milkshake. And actually, one of my favorite beers is a sour IPA combo that is from Tavoli. So it's called the Zipline IPA, again, highly recommend. But really good balance of flavors, and yeah, it's,
0: it's a good one. Definitely. Uh, do you have a, like your all-time favorite beer, if you had to pick one beer? Ooh, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Um
1: I hmm. I would say uh, so one of my favorite breweries is New Terrain. Shout out New Terrain in Golden Colorado. They are amazing. And they have a a sour called Mount Mojito, and it is just so good. I think even people that don't like sours might appreciate it. It's a barrel-aged sour beer that's just refreshing and tasty. So I I would say that was probably, that's probably a go-to. But now, I mean, what, what is your favorite beer?
0: Oh, I was was thinking about that because I knew we were prepping for Mm -hmm. the podcast and I think I kind of have it narrowed down to three beers. For context, I really like sours and IPAs as well, but I also am a big fan of some kind of weird beers. I, I, I get a lot of flax sometimes for the weird beers I come home with uh for for the beer drinkers that uh maybe don't appreciate the weirdness quite as much as I do but uh, I do really like what I would call maybe spicy beers mm. a lot as well like a jalapeno spicy beer jalapeno mm. lager Tommy Knocker has one that's really good or even like the new Belgium atomic pumpkin that's Especially this time of year, we're approaching fall. Mm. Um, that's definitely one of my faves. But I think my all time favorite beer is the Cricut Stave Raspberry Sour, which, if you haven't had it, is really good. It is very sour. So it's definitely I... not for the faint of heart, mm-hmm. but it is very sour, really good, just a great flavor. Unfortunately, I think you can only buy it in like An individual kind of smaller bottle, which is okay, but you know it's a it's a special treat for sure. Um, And then the other beers that I kind of thought about were the Melvin Asterisk IPA. Mm. Melvin Brewery is kind of what inspired me to enjoy IPAs as much as I do. I worked in Grand Teton National Park for a little while and. Melvin Brewery was originally in the back of the restaurant in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is just south of Grand Teton National Park, uh, at the Thai restaurants called Tie Me Up. Now they have their own brewery and tap house in Alpine, Wyoming. But I think I had my first IPA that I truly enjoyed at Tie Me Up in Jackson Hole. So shout out to Melvin. I really, really have enjoyed them and a lot of their creativity, but the Asterisk IPA is not something... I don't think they distribute it anymore, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, cheap. Okay. Yeah, I think you might be able to get it locally at the Tap House, but I don't think that you can buy it in a liquor store anymore. But they have a couple other really good IPAs. The 2x4 is a really strong one, mm-hmm. or just the like plain Melvin is a good one as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, I mean... It always stinks when something that was once distributed is no longer being distributed. Yeah. Although highly recommend just taking a trip to Jackson Hole and Grand Tetons and trying it out for yourself. You will not be disappointed. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And Melvin's super cool too with their artwork. and
0: Definitely. Um,
1: I mean, they just have such creative graphics.
0: Totally. And
1: I think that's, also, the really cool thing, I mean, we would love to know what you guys enjoy in terms of, I mean, well, in terms of beers, but graphic-wise. I mean, there's just so many cool ways for artists to to get their, you know, get their art onto beer cans and, you know. Into breweries and that breweries. kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of art, shout out 5280. Yeah, shout sure. out 5280 Beer Can Art. They are a partner of this podcast and just, I mean, such a good... Such a good company. I mean, their artwork is super cool, and also uh, they donate ten percent of all profit to a charitable organization. So definitely shout out to, shout out to them.
0: Definitely. And if you have never heard of fifty two eighty beer can art before, I would highly recommend that you check out their Instagram, and also that you check out our Instagram because mm-hmm. maybe we'll throw a little photo up there to kind of represent. Um, but yeah, they're a great company. They recycle beer cans basically by creating art out of them and they've been lucky enough to be featured in a lot of breweries here in the Denver metro area so if you are a local and you like getting out into the Denver
1: beer scene maybe you've seen their art before Mm -hmm. and we'll uh we'll post a link into our Instagram for you to go access their Instagram and Facebook just so you can have that and and check it out yeah what is one of your favorite breweries I love new terrain. Me too. Yes, yes. It's located in Golden, Colorado, which is about 13 miles west of Denver. Highly recommend. Wonderful beer and also just a great atmosphere. They do a lot of fun events. They always have food trucks. So just a good, good spot. Um, Really good spot. I feel like their outdoor patio
0: is huge. Mm -hmm. It's often busy. Like I don't think I've ever been there and had it feel like slow. Yeah. Um, But There's always lots of seating, Mm -hmm. multiple food truck options, and the beer is really good.
1: Yes, and if you are a dog lover, it's pretty prime for viewing some cute puppers. Definitely. They have live music sometimes too, right? They do. Yes, they have lots of like bluegrass. I think it kind of is more on that genre of music, but they do have a lot of live music and they also have a private room. If you wanted to host an event, they have a private room space. Cool. But how about you, Amanda?
0: Oh, that's a tough question. I honestly am also a big fan of New Terrain, um, but since I can't really copy you, (laughs) uh, I would say um, I really like Living the Dream. Mm -hmm. That's a fun little brewery. That's a good Um, one. Yeah, just kind of right over by Chatfield Reservoir they also usually have a food truck Mm
1: -hmm. yeah just a nice vibe it's a nice vibe it's a a cool one for ski lovers they have uh, on their bar just skis kind of lining the bar which I'm sure you get a lot of that maybe in like the summit county area but it is really fun down here and they also do a delicious beer called powder run Mm -hmm. I am not really I don't know when it comes to like cream ales I can kind of have like one and then I'm just that's enough for me yeah um, just with how sweet they are yeah. but coming from the girl that likes sours, uh that one is just so delicious and they've started to do some different variations with it so I know they had like a horchata mm-hmm. powder run I think they did like an orange cream one too so you know if you're a fan of the dreamsicle like yeah 10 out of 10 super recommend. good definitely
0: mm-hmm. I also I think I'm a big fan of the space at Breckenridge Brewery as far as like their outdoor patio is really cool. They have, you know, games like Cornhole and Mm -hmm. they also have a stage and have some live music as well. I think their food situation outside is a little more limited versus inside, Mm -hmm. but you know, the, there's always, I always could go for a juice drop IPA or even like a, like
1: their amber is really good as well in the, in the winter. Yeah, their amber is really tasty. Yeah. Um, and one other shout out, uh, Four Noses, which is located in Broomfield, Colorado, in terms of their quality of their beer and their flavors, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, actually, when you mentioned Milkshake IPAs, they have some standout Milkshake IPAs.
0: Cool. I haven't been there yet, but I'll have to check it out. You haven't been there?
1: I haven't been there. Oh my gosh. Oh. It
0: seems really cool though. Everyone I've talked to really seems to enjoy it, the beer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they have, um, oh, what's their pumpkin beer? Um, it is, it's called pump action. Pump the... action. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one as well. Yeah. 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 It's a tasty one. I clearly have pumpkin on the mind right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> We're feeling full. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I'm kind of of the mindset that fall starts September 1st, even though it definitely does not, but here in Colorado, Kind of feels like fall. I don't know. It's kind of waffling between ninety degrees and feeling like fall, but mm-hmm. I think
1: we're moving towards fall. Oh yeah, here soon. Yeah, we went up to the mountains this week, and the trees are just starting to change a little bit. Yeah. so it's coming. It's just we're still kind of in that hell's porch. Yeah, you know, sort of. Let's just throw in a ninety degree day. Yeah, in there and just see what happens. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love a pumpkin beer, although I saw somebody drinking one at a concert, and who knows? Maybe yeah. that was just one, but that's not something I think I could drink, like... At a concert? Yeah, and, yeah. like, four of. Totally. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but very tasty. They they do a really good job on it. Definitely. I think I feel kind of the same about sours, where I love
0: I love a good sour. Like, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. usually... This I'll I'll like start with an IPA, yeah, and then I'll finish with a sour. You know, just you know, get the dessert, get the like robust, delicious beer out of the way, and then just finish with something like sweet
1: and fun, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a reason that like some breweries, you know, describe their beers as crushable because you do have those ones that you could just you know have a couple and they're tasty and refreshing and light. And I feel like a lot of sours are. They're tasty and refreshing, but they just have a, such a striking flavor that having two or three of them would be a lot. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Are there any breweries outside of Denver here in Colorado or abroad? And by abroad, I mean abroad or outside of Colorado. It doesn't have to be over country lines yeah. uh, that
1: you really enjoy. Yeah, so I... Well, I'm a little biased. I... Really love some in North Dakota, interestingly enough. I actually went up to school there. Um, I went there for college. So uh, to call out a few, uh, Half Brothers Brewing, Rhombus Guys Brewing, and Drecker, all in North Dakota. Drecker does some really crazy flavors. I think they've had like a cereal flavor, like Fruity Pebbles flavored beer and just some like really wild flavors. And they also just have, I think, some fun marketing They had, it's kind of a long story, but they had somebody criticize their beer at like two in the morning on Facebook. They like wrote a comment and they called them uh, wannabe cosmopolitan hags (laughs) and Drekker actually used that in marketing. So they like put that on shirts and had a beer named after that. And I mean, what a way to like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Turn hate around. That's funny.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they, they had the had a beer called like blocking the haters or something like cool. that. So uh, really cool. And how okay. about you? I mean, I know you've lived in the Tetons and you've like kind of had some good traveling experiences. So definitely. So I,
0: I really like beers from Uinta Brewery out in Utah. Okay. So I lived in Park City for a winter. I, I work in the ski industry, so I've kind of traveled around a little bit and dipped my toes into seasonal work. Um, But one winter I spent in Park City, Utah, and I never actually went to Uinta Brewery proper. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't even know if they have like a tap house or a tap room. I would assume that they do. But they have a couple of really good beers, specifically the Detour IPA. It's a beer. It's an IPA that has an Airstream on it. And I... I'm a little biased because I really like Airstream trailers. I think they're very cool and fun. And my parents actually had one when I was growing up. So I got to spend a lot of time in one. So I think mm. I partially like it mostly because
1: it has an Airstream trailer on it. I think it's a little on the hobby side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good thing to point out too is, you know, part of the appeal of, you know, why we like not even just beer, why we like, different you know anything is kind of that relatability to it so totally. I know for us I mean and this could really be said about any Coloradans but you know we obviously uh, love the outdoors we love the mountains we love dogs so <laughs> uh so you know breweries that play off of that and their artwork and their their flavors is you know really key to kind of winning over totally people with their you know, the flavors. Definitely.
0: I also really like Stone Brewing
1: California. Mm, out in California. Um, oh, in
0: California. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of going to their San Diego tap room this past summer. And that was a really fun experience. That oh, yeah. tap room has an amazing patio, like a huge outdoor space that is just full of different like plants and different Mm -hmm. like walls kind of separating different spaces so you still feel like you're in kind of an intimate setting even though you're in just a giant courtyard basically so it's very cool and they had I had a michelada there which I don't know how you feel about micheladas I feel like maybe they're a little controversial Uh
1: uh-huh but I like them. I love micheladas. Yeah. And actually, speaking of michelada, Four Noses did a michelada beer mm. collab with The Real Dill. Oh. Yes. Nice. Yes. And it's, I have been told otherwise by some people, but um, I love it. I think yeah. it's very tasty. So I'm right there with you.
0: I love a good michelada. Do you guys like micheladas?
1: Yeah. What are your
0: thoughts? I feel like the tomato juice is kind of the limiting factor there where some people can't
1: quite get on board, but I'm, I'm each a lot of Stan for sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. It's, a uh, I like that it's not sweet and it kind of goes towards that savory sort of flavor
0: definitely. palette. Almost like a Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. but with more of like a beer flavor, maybe less fixins, mm-hmm. bloodies
1: tend to have a lot of fixins. but I would take some fixins. yeah in my a lot of fixins. yeah Maybe I pickle a slider no. <laughs> <laughs> just some you know olives those are always good definitely yeah it's Really cool to kind of experience breweries around the country because everybody does things a little bit differently. Um, I mean, you see consistencies, but one thing I really like to do is anytime I go somewhere new, I always want to try at least one brewery and just kind of, you know, see what, uh, what their flavors are that they're offering and how it's different from the ones that I know and love here.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I've always really admired about you. I feel like you're kind of like the brewery queen. As in, you just know, like, every brewery and the breweries (laughs) to go to. And it's really, it's it's great. It's, I mean, you're a great friend to have for many reasons. Oh. But for your brewery knowledge, it's always really appreciated when we travel
1: somewhere together. And you always kind of know a spot to check out. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I have really enjoyed it it's it's honestly been a hobby yeah (laughs) and uh yeah it's and I always love hearing from people like what they like um because you know you can always google what are the best breweries in San Diego yeah but it's always better to hear from the local, you know, maybe there's a hole in the wall that you never would know about. Definitely. Um, so highly recommend. And also that, you know, as we said, we would love to know what you guys love. Um, and maybe when we can venture out to those different States, we can go check those breweries out. So without further ado, do we want to chat about? Yeah. The beer question. Yeah. Move to Tivoli. Yeah. So, the reason why we are talking about Tivoli um, for this first episode is because it's one of Colorado's oldest breweries that still exists. So, it's got a long history, um, and there's still very... Still very strong in uh, what they offer. And um, it's also really cool because it's on the campus of Metro State University. So um, I think that's also a pretty unique thing. You don't see too many craft breweries located on a college campus. I wish I had one on my college campus, but.
0: Same. It was probably a good thing. Yeah, I didn't, honestly. <laughs> <Same. No>. Yeah. <laughs> Beer in general has been a part of society for a really long, long time. It's believed that beer likely originated alongside agriculture and the production of cereal grains. And that is estimated to have begun about 12,000 years ago. So we've been drinking beer for a really long time. And I don't think that beer maybe was as fancy or Mm -hmm. sophisticated Mm -hmm. back then. Um, But definitely a lot of beer was drank. I think that the earliest or at least according to the History Channel, the earliest like proof of an alcoholic beverage being actually fermented was found in China. And it was basically a vessel that they found that had evidence of like a mead-like substance in it that had been absorbed into the pot walls because that was what was inside it a long, long time ago. And that was found in China. And then more recently, there's evidence that The first barley fermented beverage, a.k.a. what would be like what we consider a beer nowadays to some degree. Obviously, now there's like hops and that kind of thing in there. That dates back to about 5,000 years ago in Mesopotamia. So beer's
1: been around for a really long time. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Amanda, but I'm like, I always just wonder with those kinds of things, like who, who decided to just whip up some beer one day? You know, the first person that ever... Created it, and I know that it looks a lot different than what yeah. it looks like right now. Totally, but I thought that the same thing about coffee, or like you know, like let's just put <gasps> let's this... pour hot water on yeah. some beans and see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Um, but thank God they did, because now we have this delicious beverage totally. to enjoy.
0: As far as breweries go in Colorado, there are four hundred or more. But at least 400 breweries in the state of Colorado and 92 of those breweries are here in the city of Denver. Tavoli actually began brewing beer in 1859 and
1: the building was built in 1864. And yeah there's been a lot of changes with Tavoli over the years. It was started by a German-born man named Moritz Sigge. He essentially built the brewery kind of as a you know an option for the miners back in the 1800s because you know Colorado was uh, definitely a big part of the gold rush so he uh, was known for something called buck beer and he just yeah it it seemed like a smashing success. The buck beer
0: that Tivoli was initially famous for that is similar to a Bach style beer, which mm-hmm. a box style beer is a strong, dark amber beer. And that's usually rich in malt flavors and kind of light on the hoppiness. Another term that is often thrown out in description of flavor is robust. Mm-hmm. So do you have much experience with German-style beers. Have you ever been... You've been to Prost here
1: in Denver, right? I have. I have. And I know you've been to Germany, but I think that was back in high school. Yes, it was. (laughs) Maybe not.
0: And I don't... I wasn't really, like, drinking when I was there. I mean, I was 16, so I was of drinking age. But maybe I was a little a little scared. I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's all all new. Yes, I didn't really have much experience with actual German beers. Prost is pretty good. I usually... When I'm there, we'll go for their dunkel, which I think is from the description, like sort of on par with the Bach, but maybe a little darker.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's good to know. Just kind of as a comparison. Yeah, I know that this is you know beer in its uh, you know initial state, but. It is very different for me to have a beer that's warm. Yes. <laughs> not kept cold. Yes. The mountains are not blue on the light or like the can. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it took a little getting used to, but I do really I do like pros. And I would like to get to Germany someday and experience yeah. like the, you know, yeah, uh, Oktoberfest. Oh, it'd be so fun. Yeah. Be a lot of fun yeah I think so too um, along with the brewery he built an artisanal well within the building um, and that would supply the water for the brewing uh, the beer so it did you know have this very specific taste to it so it's not like he was just using any old water and you know it's kind of been proven that any you know of your ingredients if you change the content of it a little bit of course it's going to change the flavor mm-hmm. so that was also huge but then we had a little thing called Prohibition that yep. happened in the 1900s, which uh, definitely altered some things. Totally. For, <laughs> for uh, Moritz. In, uh, in 1916, Prohibition came to Colorado.
0: And during that time, there were two main major breweries in Denver. One of them was Tivoli, and one of them was Zang's, who was their main competitor. Uh, during. Prohibition, Tivoli decided to pivot to producing lower ABV alcohol by using cereal grains. And I'm not really sure what Zhang's did, but unfortunately they did not survive Prohibition or the Prohibition era. So Tivoli became the biggest or most successful brewery in the Denver area during that time. Tivoli kept on kicking and became really big producers. I think at one point in like 1950, they were producing 150,000 barrels per year. And then unfortunately in 1965, something that happened was to all of Denver is the Platte River flooded, which caused some pretty major damage to the Tivoli factory, Tivoli brewery. And that flood water actually kind of compromised the artisanal well. And it was said that Tavoli beer did not
1: taste the same after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and also just calling out, so kind of an interesting thing with Prohibition. We were at a bar in New Orleans, and it's the oldest bar, I think. I'll have to get the, the exact research on this, but I think it's one of the oldest bars in the entire country. Oh, that's cool. Which is super cool. Um, Do you remember what it was called? I think it was Blacksmith... I think it was the Blacksmith Bar. Very well renowned. I mean, when we went there, it was just packed with people. Well, that's awesome. And then they have like old oil lamps and like it's definitely back in the day. It kind of reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean. Cool. Um style. But uh just kind of an interesting thing, you know, that businesses that are that old, you know, talk about okay, the only times we've been shut down is like prohibition. And then COVID, actually, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of wild how different those events were, but how recent we had kind of a shutting down of um, of these businesses that, Definitely. yeah, reflected that era for obviously very different reasons. But so kind of you know back to, to piggyback or piggyback off of what uh, Amanda said. Um, so Platte River flooding, obviously not a good thing, and I think we chatted there was like about like nine feet of water in. The in the factory, yeah. So just Oof. just rough. So eventually, that compromised everything, and and Tivoli shut down in 1969. So it was closed. Then it finally reopened with the help of students, actually, um, kind of uh, you know petitioning for it. So it's opened on the college campus of Metro Denver in 2012, and that's where it sits today. It is kind of an educational hub again jealous we had an a&w in my educational hall in college (laughs) which was great great but definitely would have been nice to have a uh craft brewery yeah
0: maybe not quite the same it's not quite the same little little soda place yeah
1: i like root beer yeah too yeah but beer beer is (laughs) it's Way, way better it's way better but yeah it's where you can enjoy delicious beer while you are you know experiencing college yes <laughs> exactly
0: yeah. oh, or or just denver in general it's also right across the street from ball arena
1: ball as
0: in ball company like the ball jars or like uh, most recently like ball has those aluminum reusable cups they will use instead of plastic cups at like sporting events or concerts
1: well and as actually as we're drinking the Tivoli mountain squeeze. I called it morning squeeze earlier. Uh, it looks like Ball also produced the cans oh, for, cool. uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they distribute to a lot of breweries that uh, that have their own canning. So yeah.
0: Uh, one other thing that's very cool about Tivoli in partnership with the Auraria campus, there are actually three schools that share the Auraria campus and a lot of them will use Tivoli for their brewing programs and their business programs as well. I know for sure that Metro State University has a like a whole like brewing program that you can take that basically like teaches you how to run a brewery and that kind of thing. Um, so it's very awesome that mm-hmm. they have like a essentially like a live place where they can put those learnings into practice and kind of figure that out.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to take that. Yeah, class. I wish I could
0: take that class as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that CSU, Colorado State University, also has a a beer program. That's cool. Or, I
0: didn't
1: know that. Yeah, yeah. A brewery program, which is just super cool. It's Obviously, a big thing in Colorado. I know it's a big thing in Washington and Oregon, and you know, I don't want to don't want to eliminate any of the states because you know maybe there's a great brewery or great beer in your state that doesn't get you know a lot of highlights so we would love to hear about you know what you guys love what you want to hear about what do you think are some cool things happening in the brew beer world that you want to chat about
0: definitely any we're open to any input if you have a favorite beer that you think that we should try or that we should feature here on the podcast, definitely uh, drop it in the comments below. Same with like a favorite brewery or just like an interesting brewery. Like one thing that we're really focused on is trying to find breweries that give back to the community. So breweries like
1: Brewability, who employs differently abled people. We would love to hear, you know, any and all of your guys' thoughts and questions. And um, yeah, we want to know what you guys want to talk about.
0: You've been listening to the Beer This podcast. Yeah. On your favorite podcast listening platform. Uh huh. I think our plan is to put out one of these a month. Yes. So look for another podcast in your podcast library next month. Mm-hmm. You can find us on any podcast listening platform. That includes Spotify and Apple podcasts. And yeah. Yeah. We've enjoyed this time together. Definitely. Check out our Instagram. It is beer underscore this
1: underscore podcast. Yeah. And uh, if you guys have any suggestions of what we should talk about, beers we should try, breweries we should go to, you can reach us at our Gmail account at beer this podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to
0: rate and review and share this with your friends if you enjoyed it. And hopefully we'll have a website here at some point soon that you can visit us on and see some updates on. But best place to check us out right now will be our Instagram. And uh, please remember to drink responsibly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah, as we talk about, you know, our love of beer, we always want to do it safely. So please drink responsibly and stay safe out there. Yeah, And we will chat with you next time. Talk to you next month. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Hobby versus not hobby. Yeah. A dry versus a wet. A wet one. (laughs) Okay, it is a double IPA.